Hello and welcome to Shir Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. We're so glad that you can be with us for the next 15 minutes as we explore the riches of God's Word. My name is Patty Scalzo, and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, and I will be continuing our series on Heavenly Authority. So now, let's go into the study. In our Old Testament background study on Heavenly Authority, we have looked in previous programs at the call of God to Moses and Moses' response to that call. Today, Patty, we want to examine the response of the people to Moses. That is, the response of the people to the heaven-appointed leader God has given them. And we think back, Greg, to Stephen's point in Acts chapter 7, verse 35, when he said, This Moses whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? Is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush? And when he said this, he was obviously alluding to the similarity in the response of the council, chief priests, and scribes in his day to Jesus, the ruler God sent to deliver them. In previous studies, we saw that this rejection of Moses by saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? actually came from a fellow Hebrew when Moses first intervened for his people 40 years before the call of God on Mount Horeb. But it would characterize the response of many of Moses' brethren to his authority that would persist, for the most part, throughout Moses' leadership. No matter what miracles and signs the Israelite people would see, ultimately they would complain and grumble against Moses. Let's look at some examples. First, let's see what happened after God brought down the ten miraculous plagues upon Egypt and Pharaoh finally let them go. As they traveled in the wilderness way, God hardened Pharaoh's heart and Pharaoh pursued the children of Israel with his army and all his horsemen and chariots and overtook them camping by the sea. In Exodus chapter 14 verses 10 to 12 we read, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Even after seeing all the plagues that came down against the Egyptians, but did no harm to them, they were still unbelieving and filled with fear. And that fear expressed itself in anger towards Moses. Notice they say, Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? What have you done to us, Moses? Many times when people are upset with their circumstances, they find it more convenient to blame those servants whom God places in leadership. Obviously, it was God's miraculous intervention that brought them out of Egypt. But they chose to blame the vessel of God's deliverance, Moses. Moses answers the people in verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. 
and we have one of the most spectacular miracles recorded in the Old Testament. Moses stretched out his hand over the Red Sea, and the Lord divided the waters so that the children of Israel could cross on dry land. And when the Egyptians pursued and went into the midst of the sea, Moses stretched out his hand again, and the waters returned and drowned the army, so that not one of them remained. The scripture says in verse 31, Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord, and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. And they sang songs of joy and praise to the Lord. But how long did it last? Exodus chapter 15 verses 22 to 24 tells us, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Again they complained against Moses. When the Red Sea parted, they put their trust in him. Now only three days later, short of water, they again blame him, rather than joining him in prayer before God. They don't realize that the area of Elam is not far off where there are twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. They are short-sighted and unbelieving, and Moses becomes a convenient target. But God is merciful to them in their weakness. Moses prays for them, as he continuously does, and the Lord shows Moses a tree which, when he casts the wood into the waters of Marah, makes them sweet and drinkable. And God uses this test to remind them that if they are diligent to heed his voice, and do what is right in his sight. He would not bring on them the diseases which he brought on the Egyptians. For he says in verse 26, I am the Lord who heals you. But they don't seem to appreciate the beauty of this great promise. Instead, after their rest at the waters of Elam, we read in Exodus chapter 16, starting at verse 1, And they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. The whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. Now the Lord tells Moses that he will give them quail meat to eat that evening, and in the morning he would rain down bread from heaven, the manna. When Moses delivers this message to the people, he makes sure they know that God sees through their very dangerous game of grumbling. Exodus chapter 16, starting at verse 6, Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, at evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. They complained against Moses and Aaron, 
But God understood that it was really a complaint against himself. He had anointed them for leadership, and they were following his direction. The Israelites didn't like their situation. They were mad at God. But maybe they were too afraid to express that anger directly. So Moses and Aaron were more accessible. It was easy to grumble against them. But as Moses said twice, what are we? They were just men. They had no power or value in and of themselves. Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord, Moses says. The Lord knows it, and he cannot be fooled. Patty, this brings us to our next important point in the Heavenly Authority study. When people reject true, heaven-sent authority and a true, heaven-sent message, it is not so important that they are rejecting the man, for he is only a man, but rather that they are rejecting God's message and God. Greg, we touched on this in the very first program of our series, when we looked at the Lord Jesus' answer to the challenge by the chief priests and the elders, who said, By what authority do you do these things? Jesus responded by asking them about the baptism of John. Where was it from? From heaven or from men? And we emphasize the fact that the Lord put before them the message, the baptism of John, and not so much John the man. It was not so important that they rejected John, a mere man, but that they rejected God and his teaching. It is not so important here that they are grumbling against Moses, but that by doing so, they are grumbling against the plan God has for them, and that they are displaying their lack of faith in God, that he will fulfill his promises. And though they might be fooling themselves thinking they are not rebelling directly against God by attacking Moses, Moses plainly tells them, The Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And their complaining didn't end here, did it? No, not at all. In chapter 17, we read in verses 1 to 4, Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it that you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. Quickly forgetting God's delivering power, they contend or quarreled with Moses and turned against him. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. And you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Massa means tempted or tested, and Meribah means contention or strife. And Greg, our listeners should understand that the smiting of this rock in Horeb to give the children of Israel water was symbolic of the smiting or crucifixion of Jesus that would provide the water of everlasting life. 
Paul discusses these Israelites in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Then Paul goes on to give the church a caution that we also do well to heed. He continues in verse 5, But with most of them God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. God's Word is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, come worship the Lord with us. Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. <laughs>